listening to the Batman Universe Commentaries, brought to you by thebatmanuniverse.net. Join the staff of the Batman Universe as we watch another exciting incarnation of the Cape Crusader from his extensive media library. Specials. I'm your host Dustin, and today we have with us. This is Nick. You got Josh. And we are bringing you the commentary for Batman Robin. So, as always, let's uh, get started with what exactly our expectations of this film are. Oh, uh, wow. Um, <laughs> that, that's just <laughs> expectations uh, that we don't kill ourselves before the recording's over <laughs> I would <I'd> probably <laughs> agree with that uh, I am going to say um, I think I may have said to someone the normal cast once this movie came out I was 11 and I guess maybe I was the target audience I actually at one point really loved this movie at some point I, I you know learned better but I am ashamed to say I bought into the hype and the toys I yeah well I think uh all three of us are about the same age, and I definitely, um, I think I enjoyed it as well when I first saw it. I don't know why it worked for kids, but uh, I don't know what age it was, but I hit a certain age, can't, can't have been much later, and all of a sudden I thought, wow, this is pretty awful. And, uh, I mean, did you think that as well, Dustin, when you first saw it? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, see, the thing is, when this movie came out, as we know, the marketing for this movie was humongous. I mean... There was toys, like, there was this magazine that used to come out when I was a kid. It was called Disney's Adventures, or Disney Adventures, and basically they had, like, two issues dedicated to this Batman Robin movie. It was designed for kids. It just had different things about different movies that were coming out, TV shows, stuff like that. But they had two issues of this magazine dedicated to Batman Robin, and I was super into the hype. I was thrilled that there was a Batman movie. They had an, in the, one of the issues. They had all kinds of stuff. They had all kinds of stuff ex- that was in regards to the um, gadgets and stuff that was coming in in the movie. So I was I was super into it, and I definitely bought a lot of the toys. I ended up selling all the toys about a year and a half ago on eBay, but uh, I definitely was into the hype. So, and I did like it. Uh, I can't say. You know, to tell you the truth, when this movie came out, I never actually saw it in its entirety until maybe a year and a half afterwards. I saw maybe like the first three quarters of the film, but never saw the first, saw it all the way through. When I became an adult, though, I started realizing Batman Forever, I can really see the franchise starting to slip there. And then everything that was weak about Batman Forever was really, really amplified in this film. And, uh, and it's yeah, and it was rushed. You know, it was done in two years after Batman Forever. And I always think sequels. Quite often, when sequels are rushed, they're very, very weak. And uh, we I mean we've discussed before the mistakes they made in this film. And well, today we get to go through all the details about it. Oh, exactly. the the ones that we forgot and that were probably best <laughs> left forgotten. <laughs> all right. Yes, so. this is this is the job no one else wanted. <laughs> exactly. Now, um, 
yeah, a little behind the curtain for all you guys, but this took us about maybe six dates to finally actually record this and i joked around with everyone before we started recording that i think it was because none of us were really looking forward to schumacher to rearrange our calendars exactly (laughs) it's cursed yep and uh apple always says you know get your nachos get your twizzlers well this time get your barf bags (laughs) (laughs) exactly all right so the only other thing i want to tell everyone is just uh i know a lot of people listen to the podcast from the very beginning remember myself apple and chris one of our old co-hosts constantly bashing on joel shoemaker and this is kind of a treat for all of you who've been missing the joel shoemaker bashing two two hours of it (sighs) all right so like apple always says get your twizzlers get your nachos get your popcorn get your soda pop and for whoever it was who pm'd him on the forums get your gummy bears too so we're going to get started, so go get the stuff, pause it now, and we'll get started very shortly. Alright, so everyone get get your thing ready to play, and we are going to start in 3, 2, 1, play. Is it going to morph again? Yep, it's going to morph there again. There it goes, morphing. I always, um... One of the things that sticks out for these films is actually... Oh, Sorry, I just saw that name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the opening music, I think, is actually not bad in these films. But I do, I do know for Batman and Robin, it seems they've got exactly the identical soundtrack to Batman Forever. Yeah, I would agree maybe, with that. Maybe these... It's pretty much identical. Yeah, it definitely is. I also find it interesting how Arnold Schwarzenegger's name appeared before George Clooney. So it's almost as if uh, he was the he was the top bill instead of uh, George Clooney. Well, we we noticed, that in, um, we noticed that in '89 as well. Nicholson was above Keaton. Yeah, and we said that's already a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, didn't make, wasn't too big a problem oh. in that film. Oh, oh here we go. The oh. The awkward suit up. Oh, <laughs> oh the nipples. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, oh but uh, yeah. The butt shot. Okay. <laughs> wow. Two of them. <sighs> no. It's interesting just because they have to grab all their gadgets that they need. You would think they would already have that stuff packed together. Don't they have a utility belt? <laughs> you would think they were supposed to. There's the Batmobile with the nuclear reactor for an engine. It looks like a disco. I used to have or the toy of that one. It did the, uh, every Schumacher, Schumacher movie is like a disco. It's, yeah, it's neon, neon, neon everywhere. Discos. Yeah, nightclub stuff. I don't know about you, but I, it kind of looked like George Clooney was cross-eyed when uh, <laughs> they zoomed in. <laughs> I was about to say that he looks like he doesn't know where he's meant to be looking. Uh. The, you know, you the actually... suit-up sequences got so elaborate from what they were in 89, and in each yeah. movie got more elaborate to this. Well, we were saying in 89, weren't we, that, or maybe it was Batman Returns, I can't remember, just having the one suit has got a lot more impact than all these stupid gadgets and stupid suits. Ooh, John Glover, I, I always forget that he was in this movie. Vivica Fox as well, yeah. who was an Oscar winner, I think. 
Yeah, she was. Uh, she's uh, she's uh, Mr. Freeze's, uh, you know, henchwoman. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say uh, vegetable of a wife. <laughs> I find it amazing. Does the Robin Neon cycle within really, the motorcycle's yeah. garage? Does the Robin cycle really need to be in a case? What what is the? There's like no hurry whatsoever for them to get out of the cave. It's like oh, we have to have the Batmobile slowly come up while we stand here and wait for it. Yeah. Well, why is there neon within the case for it? What purpose does that serve? And it's a little excessive. Poor old, um, poor old Michael Goff, who's just. He's just, I mean, yeah. Trying to pass a kidney stone. (laughs) (laughs) That's just his reaction to Schumacher's directing. Oh, they're giving Commissioner Gordon the line. Because they wouldn't know who Mr. Freeze is beforehand. Yeah, on the subject of Neon in the Schumacher films, I think we'll see in the second, but I think that. His whole costume was like a big neon explosion. Yeah. Mm. He was like walking neon. <sighs> wow. It does look I, really cheap. I, I don't and the mists. Oh. <laughs> Why is it? Neon man. That Gordon knows that Freeze is freezing all the security guards and then. These security guards rush him. They don't know what's going to happen. Clearly the message to get down to God, the... God, I remember this. <laughs> um, now, here begins the puns. Yeah, the, the first of many. If you want to play a little drinking game, take a shot every time <laughs> there's an ice pun. <laughs> yeah. Now what's really good is... Um, I don't know... I mentioned this on a comic cast that we actually recorded just recently, but I've been thinking a lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lately, and I don't know if, I'm sure one of you guys will remember this, but the, I think his name was Casey Jones, the guy who had a hockey mask and a hockey stick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. His, um, Freeze's henchmen look exactly like Casey Jones. Little theatrical there, Mr. Clooney. Yeah, it's amazing how easily that worked. Yeah, because ice is not slippery at all. It's also amazing how strong Freeze is. Oh, he's got a neon-powered suit. Oh, oh wait, it's classic. Oh, look, the motorcycle leaves a Robin symbol burst through the wall. Yeah, that just, yeah. Oh, it's even better that they're going to have a comment about that vase that just flew up. Yep, yep, of course. I mean, oh, we wow. could just we could point out a flaw with almost every line in this film. Ice skating ninjas. Be, yeah, they're supposed to be ice skating, but you can tell the rollerblades. Oh yeah, you got to think when he hired. Did he like you know put them through a training seminar for like you know skating on ice? Arnie just stands there waving his arms around. He's he's the governator. And there's a spotlight that follows him around. and and It's those lights. Yeah, we've got the stupid neon nightclub stuff, but you get these spotlights that follow everyone around as if there's actually a lighting man just following the actors around. 
still don't understand why these security guards will still be going after the guy who's been freezing people. You can also tell that the stunt doubles are doing a lot more work in this movie than in the last movies, because you can specifically tell when <laughs> there's action moves that it's not Clooney and O'Donnell. So they have skates built into their shoes, because that makes sense. Yeah, they don't know about Mr. Freeze, but they have the prepared for, you know, ice skating. Oh, oh, see, because it's like a hockey game. You get it? You get it? Isn't that clever? (sighs) I don't understand why Freeze is so strong. It's the neon-powered suits. <laughs> You're just going to have to accept it. Like he's, They show his strength more than they show Bane's strength. Oh, Bane. Yeah. Oh, God. Let's not even get started on Bane yet. It's amazing how Chris O'Donnell went from... You, went from, you know, a interesting character who was, you know, completely non... I guess funny is the correct word. Didn't have a sense of humor to making a joke about everything. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age? Well, not technically. (laughs) And that would never happen. (laughs) Repeats that line a lot. Oh, the diamond. I don't understand this little vehicle he has either. It was a cool toy, but I don't understand it besides the toy factor. Mm. And as we know, a lot of the toy or the toy company at the time had a big say in what was going on with a lot of the, you know, the suits and the vehicles and stuff like that. But Yeah. And you can really see okay. there's just no point to it being in the film. Just some toy guys thought we need to design a Mr. Freeze vehicle. This one looks good, so let's put that in. It's also interesting how Freeze needs these diamonds for some reason to go into his suit so that he can power his suit, but his vehicle doesn't need to be powered by diamonds, even though his his stuff is uh, shooting the ice stuff too. Didn't the diamond also like power the big gun at the end of the movie? Yeah. Okay, why would he have a rocket? Yeah. I mean, aside from well, to get that. away from Batman. Well, what? Why? But what's the point of the rocket? The, the, why so that there could be a, a surfing in space <laughs> scene. But yeah, why? Uh, Isn't he? Doesn't he plan to drop a load of ice over Gotham or something? I, I think he has a big ice gun at the end. It's been so many years. No, no. I mean, in the rocket. Isn't he uh, going to do something over Gotham with the rocket? That's the point of it, isn't it? I just remember I he gets so. out like Honestly, a butterfly. I, I have no idea. <laughs> well, we'll see in a minute. Uh. <laughs> George Clooney got pwned. Yeah. It's amazing to me. Why doesn't Freeze just freeze Batman completely? Why does he only freeze his arms? Oh, that's right. So he can make horrible puns. <laughs> okay, leaving him in the things. So, yeah. <laughs> well, 
Or you could just kill now. Thank you for giving the explanation of why the heart will okay. the heart will stop beating. Now I'm not a phys I'm not a physicist, but can Chris O'Donnell really be doing what he's doing right now? Hanging onto a rocket at twenty thousand feet in the air. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, at the speed that it's going to Okay now if I remember correctly, he's gonna look up his parachute opens. Yeah. Because that has everything to do with his motif. Okay, but see, here's the other thing. They still did not explain why what, the, the rocket. rocket is going up there. Well, uh, George Clooney said when the thing explodes, it will slaughter thousands, but we have right, no but, idea how. But he, but he didn't <laughs> say that that's what he wanted to do either. He no, I think Batman suggested it. jumps out. And they have heat guns, but they didn't know that the guy was an ice person. Yeah. It's amazing how prepared they are. Yeah. Well, that bomb. Sometimes you just can't get Not rid a of bomb. a bomb. Not a bomb. Yeah, I think we've used that for every commentary so far. <laughs> okay. So now this this. I'm so ashamed to say though that when I was uh, 11 and this was in theaters, I really thought that that looked cool. Now I'm just like, wow, there's so many things about that that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, and Robin was so cool when he said wow. cowabunga. <laughs> it's like it's like the Silver Surfer. The worst part is that they don't even look real. Like, Freeze looks real. The other ones, they look like... They look so fake. Could be anything. Okay, how did he... Is his, like... Yeah, that wouldn't. The impact would not break his neck at all. Right, and not only that, would uh, there's a skyscraper would not have wooden or tiles like it was like <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how Freeze can stop himself. No, no, Batman... no. Somewhere how does uh, Freeze Freeze manages to disobey the laws of physics and just <laughs> slow down? <laughs> they were falling that fast and they had a cord you know what would happen they would their arms would get Wait. pulled out of their sockets Wait, because that, he froze the ground, the landing didn't kill him that makes no sense because he froze the ground, he managed to fall somehow a lot slower he, the best part was he didn't actually freeze it because there was no ice in the ground, it was just snow Yeah. and now this entire building yeah, how, how, how is he changing the whole environment <laughs> <laughs> you can't change the whole environment <laughs> well he managed to disobey the laws of gravity so I think he can do what he wants uh, uh, oh he said stay cool and he's an ice villain that's my that's my that's the pun that I like the most or uh, I should say I hate the least I think that somebody um on YouTube did like a whole compilation of, of Arnold's puns in this <laughs> I'll have to look later wait a motion week isn't your what? whole uh, teeth that you're trying to dead wife I'm not your dead <laughs> and white dying wife isn't a motion your whole thing yeah the thing with Freezer, yeah you're right he's meant to be doing this just to save his dead dying wife but he looks like he's enjoying it quite a lot, to be honest. It is amazing how easily Batman is able to pick that Robin up. 
Not only can yeah. you pick him up with two arms and not strain, but he's covered in ice. Wait. And with the heat guns. Yeah, because a drastic body temperature for wall at you. By the way, I have to say... snow on his hair. Yeah. It did not melt. Uh, Chris O'Donnell's Robin. Uh, I really just... I can't stand it, really. I mean, it's pretty awful. It's a terrible interpretation of the character. I think that's part of the reason why so many people don't want Robin to be in this new series. Well, it's very hard to make Robin cool. Uh, It really is. To anyone that's not like a 10-year-old... Because as we were saying, we actually thought, well, I thought Robin was quite cool when I first watched this film, but now I look back at it and go, God. Yeah. Uh, and well, I can't imagine them bringing, if they bring in some little kid with Christian Bale in the Nolan films, I mean, it just wouldn't work. It's no point. Leave it alone. It's not worth risking. In both for this movie, they just played up the whole teenage thing, and that became his character. It was teenage rebellion and conflict, and there's a lot more to the character, but... Hmm. Yeah, it's all like that's one of the rock, only, rock music the and pizza and stuff. You don't get me. Now then, Poison Ivy. Hmm. Yeah. Uma Thurman. Yeah. Could have, they could have picked so many better actresses to play her. Hmm. I really don't like Uma Okay. I'm going to say when she's dressed up as Ivy, I hope this doesn't offend anyone, but she looks like a drag queen. <laughs> a little less mascara and do something else with the hair. Oh, right. The origin of Bane. And fans of Smallville will recognize Lionel Luther right there as James Woodrow. It's amazing how small Bane is. Mm-hmm. Oh... I mean, I don't even know where to start with Bane, how like how how much they got wrong. Yeah, I mean we've been over it a lot before and it just it's just frustrating. How you can get someone so I mean, wrong. The only thing that they got right is the costume and the name. Hmm. Well, the name Bane. I don't think he's ever been Antonio Diego. What's super interesting about this is that they put a mask on his face that's bigger than his head right now, which means his head gets bigger, too. What was the real point in using him in this film? I mean, other than getting another toy, I mean, if you're Joel Schumacher, you think, why Why should I put Bane in this film? What's he going to add? I actually is heard somewhere, nothing? and I don't know if this is true, but I heard that trying to beat the record of the three villains in Batman Returns because they were counting Shrek as a villain. Mm. Yeah, in the comics, it was an intro. <laughs> yeah, Bane was pretty popular runs. at the time because, I mean, Nightfall happened and obviously Bane was introduced before then and was a pretty big character. So they were just trying to go off the fact that, oh, well, maybe people like him a lot. But you've got to get him correct, otherwise, you know, people are just going to be angry if you're the character completely wrong. Otherwise, don't go losing. The bank convulsions, I forgot about these. 
Gee, I have not seen this scene before in any mad scientist movie. Yeah, it's uh, basically a replication of every mad scientist video. I love how there's a cage that's filled with bones. Hmm. Getting kind of a Selena Kyle vibe from her. What I never got is Bane has just been Bane has just escaped. And he's probably, you know, killing everyone. Well, he should be killing everyone in the other room. And the Doctor and Poison Ivy have just gone to have a chat in the other room. The one little cool thing that a lot of people don't know, unless they're hardcore comic fans, is that Professor Woodrow is actually the Floronic Man. Yeah, this does he does he have is... any ties? Does he have any ties to Poison Ivy at all? Not that I can remember, but I, I think he did in Florenic. an old origin story. Yeah, I could be wrong. It's been a while, but I remember that name from an old origin story. Because I don't think I've read anything about Poison Ivy's origin. Well. She didn't used to have an origin. She was just a woman who had a thing for plants and was immune to things. Yep. Yep. And now she could control flowers from 300 miles away and make them talk on her behalf. Yep. And her skin is now green. At the time that this was written, her skin was not green in the comics. That was that came around no man's land. Well, her skin wasn't green in this movie either. Yeah. She just wore green all over and that's why when people say that, oh, you know, you can't use Poison Ivy in a Nolan film because she's not realistic. Well, she used to be more realistic. She just, like, became more and more out there as time went on. What's really interesting is that those chemicals somehow just put a hole in the ground and a green light emitted from the earth. Yeah. Hey, look, it's the governor of California. I thought this whole subplot with the McGregor syndrome was just kind of cheesy. I've always found that bit when um, uh, falls in the water hilarious. But he survived somehow. No explanation. He just survived. His hair just went grey. That's about it. I also find it amusing by him going into 50 below water, he is now frozen to a crisp. I mean, it's just such lazy writing if it's ice the Iceman wants. I mean, ugh. put a bit of effort into it. Yeah, it's, hey, you know, if he's going to die without these diamonds, give him the freaking diamonds. I'm sure that there that there'd be some charity that would want to keep this person alive if he stopped making puns. What's the actual age difference between Chris and George? Because they look say less they, than six years. Yeah, I mean, looking at them now and the whole. I just can't buy this whole generational gap thing. We have, we have to have that moment, of course, in both Forever and in Batman and Robin, where they the, the Robin starts having a go at Batman, saying, well, how am I supposed to work together if we don't trust each other? And 
God, it just really annoys me. He's just oblivious to it, isn't he? Alfred's trying to tell him. <laughs> What's really great is uh, Alfred saying goodnight as if he has to go to bed before he's told to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> wait, George Clooney's like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, here come the flashbacks. Don't think we need them. Yeah, I, honestly, after Forever, I was like, okay, that's enough flashbacks. Because Forever just dominated I mean, the whole flashbacks and my parents are dead quota. You have to really question, what's the, point, what's the point in that flashback? That's to tell us that Bruce Wayne and Alfred are good friends. I think <laughs> we've established that by the fourth. Yeah. Making final modifications, wasn't he um, just in another room tearing everyone apart? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's a... There's a purple light now coming out of the ground. Oh. It's amazing how the, the Earth controls its colors. Yeah. In a world full of neon. Okay, no, no. Oh, and look! The Earth gave her a man. It dyed her hair and cured her eyesight and made her clothes sexy. <laughs> Oh, here comes the exposition. She's got to explain what happened. <laughs> like every common villain in every common movie. With poison. <sighs> oh, Venom. With Venom. Venom that makes other people super uh, strong somehow kills other people. Mm-hmm. Oh, come. <sighs> I have to say, pretty weak acting in this, in this sequence. Oh my gosh. I've forgotten how bad. <laughs> Have we had anything positive to say so far? No, I don't think so. You know, I gotta say, this is a, kind of an amusing thing. She's all about saving plants, but she's setting a fire. In the forest. Place. Yeah, in the middle of the rainforest. Yeah. Well, that makes a whole lot of sense. I also, she looks at a <laughs> test tube that she looks at a test tube that says Wayne Enterprises on it, and then decides, right, I've I've got to go there now. Yeah. Not, um. I mean, if it would have said made in China, it would have been a whole different yeah. movie. Okay, right here. The Snowy Cones ice cream, that was in Lego Batman. Yeah, I just remember Oh, I just yes, it was. Remember. I remember that, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, the. What's his name? From Year Without a Santa Claus, Mr., uh, the Mr. Ice Guy. Hmm. 
and he's and, uh, making his henchmen sing the song. Yeah. Uh, they have TV dinners. They're frozen. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be, and, uh, like, the worst person to work for. Oh, she's into it. <laughs> What's yeah, really that's funny. Is Viv- Vivica Fox there? They've got tons of clothes, and she's wearing a plastic bag, and she's not cold. How could no. that cigarette be lit? <laughs> yeah, Why does it there aren't, have there aren't many Oscar winners room? in this film. Have them go in a separate room where they can be warm. I actually saw a recent uh, '60s show with Mr. Freeze, and he he had a. Um, his whole house was cold, and what he did was he pressed these switches, and he'd make certain parts of the room warm, so people would walk in and out. And it was probably quite, uh, quite revolutionary for the um, for the sixties. And you get red parts of the room and blue parts of the room. Way better than this. It is amazing to me how the henchman has, I guess, I don't know, sweat or something on his face that's frozen. What is that glimmering coming from his face? Oh. Name of the guy. <laughs> Why have they got blue and black like face paint? Give him billions to complete his research. Yeah, that's one way of doing it. It's amazing again that uh telling them exactly what is going to happen. Yeah, exposition. One thing I've always thought was a bit of a problem with Mr. Freeze was that I'm sure Victor Freeze in his normal state before he was Mr. Freeze could have gone to Bruce Wayne and, uh, you know, appealed for some research fund and I'm sure Bruce Wayne would have given it to him. Yep. That would have made too much sense. Yeah. Oh, that's convenient that she has a Snowflake necklace, and he's freeze. <laughs> By the way, at the time that this movie was released, she was not a character in the comics. Like the whole dead, you know, sick wife thing was introduced in the animated series. Yeah, that was. And then they used it. They used it in this movie. No, before Sub Zero, in two episodes. Uh, now everyone's they, favorite character is about to turn up. Yeah. Apple, I'm uh, Apple. Uh, Nick, what do you think? What do you think of her British accent? Oh, it's fantastic! Yeah, she clearly spent a lot of time training. I wonder what happened. I wonder if she turned up and they went, and she had some awful, awful accent. And Joel Schumacher said, "You know what? Just go America." What does she think she's gonna do? Climb up in there? What is, what is she trying to do? Now, okay, I will say something positive. I thought she was hot when I watched this. Oh, well, she's Lisa Silverstone. If she's not hot, she's not trying. <laughs> how how old was she when they did this? Twenty? Mm, probably twenty. Yeah. Clueless was a very big movie in the nineties, with lots of nineties catchphrases. So this movie was like, let's take whoever was big this decade and put them in it. Hey, Arnold and George and Chris and Alicia. Um, yeah, I'm uh, sorry to go oh, back to the accent, but I mean, it's just ridiculous. If you've got a character who was meant to be born and raised in England, never been to America before, and she turns up and she's got an American accent. I mean, that's just 
that really shows they were so desperate to get Alicia Silverstone in, it didn't matter how she acted or what she looked like. They could have said she's his cousin raised in California. Yeah, change it. Do whatever. But to say someone's English and not give them even a remote English accent, not even try, is just pathetic. All this luxury isn't really my, my style. You're talking about like, like how you went to the finest English universities and you're wearing this like school sweater. <laughs> like what? Uh, what? She's dressed more formal than uh, was in Dickar. Oh, there's the turtleneck. I forgot about that. That was a huge characteristic between uh, the Joel Shoemaker Batman films. Bruce Wayne always wore turtlenecks. I find it funny how Batman or Alfred's been working for Bruce Wayne for 30 years, probably longer, and somehow Alfred's making a comment about, oh, you're going to tuck me in? I find that interesting because I've tucked you in so many times. When? Yeah. When exactly has this happened? Maybe while Bruce was running around the world, well, but we don't know if this Bruce Wayne ran around the world. Hmm. I think all this Alfred stuff was really, really dull. And I think Michael Goff did his best with what he was given, but it was just very boring stuff, really. And, uh, yeah, it's a shame because Alfred, you know, we've seen Alfred can be a really exciting character. Yeah, it's just interesting because this whole... I really don't understand Alfred's whole... Uh, I really don't... It really doesn't make any sense as far as um, how exactly his family works. He has a picture from his sister that says love. He's looking for his brother. It's kind of strange. Yeah, also, so in this film, Batgirl's parents must have been like his, one, either his son or his daughter, you know, was one of them. And they died, they apparently. Said, well, what they said was that Batgirl's parents was, okay, her mother was Alfred's sister. Right. But what doesn't make any sense is that if that's the case, why does he have a picture by his desk that says "Love Peg" that is his sister? That to me, that's kind of strange to have a thing that says "Love from your sister." Sorry, I'm confused. Is is Batgirl in this meant to be his niece or his granddaughter? It's supposed to be his niece. Oh, his niece, right? Okay, sorry, I thought it was granddaughter. There's your favorite bit of uh, architecture there, Dustin. How did she arrive at that house? Like, did she take a taxi, or did she have her own motorcycle? Because she's sneaking out with a motorcycle now. <laughs> she's, she's, one. Out. she's a full-grown adult. She doesn't need to sneak out. Hey, I'm going out. Oh, God. There's the drag queen look. Ah... Uh. My favorite scene in the movie, Bane wearing a Fendora hat. Yeah. He doesn't have the mental capacity to form complete sentences, but he can operate an automobile. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to know where Poison Ivy got money to fly from wherever she was to Gotham, or she got money for a car. Well, maybe uh, Bane killed those um, 
generals and people who are watching yeah. his operation and nick their wallets. It's, it's really kind of sad how we have to speculate <laughs> to try to figure things out. Yeah. There's a oh, one thing I want to go over. One thing I want to go over quickly is people quite often say the Schumacher ones were made in the spirit of the 60s show. And I think that's a big insult to the 60s show, to be honest, because I don't think these are anywhere near as entertaining as those TV shows in the film. And they might have had that idea to start with, but, I mean, give me the 60s show any day. Here's the exposition again. It looks like Gotham's in New York by where they pointed the thing. Gossip Gertie. For those who don't know, that's uh, Bob Kane's widow. Mm. Was she in all... F- she's been in all four films, hasn't she? All the... Uh, no, she was, so, in, she was in Forever, and she was in uh, Batman and Robin, but she wasn't in the first two. Did she not have I'm, a little extra role or cameo? I guess not. I think I read somewhere she might have had a little cameo or an extra role or something. She's not actually a terrible actress. Pearson, in her little minor role as Julie Madison. Oh, it's Julie Madison, is it? Yeah. Yeah, she was in the first... Uh, Julie Madison is actually one of the oldest characters in this movie because she was around before Alfred, before Robin, before Joker, before all of them. Hmm. Only people that were really around before her were Gordon and Batman. She was uh, the fiance in the early trips and she was just kind of written off to be honest I don't know recycled of course I don't even know why she was included in this movie because there's barely any room for her it was just another reason to get another person that was popular at the time into the movie she has such a horrible role hmm at least they didn't go the route with the last three. Because by the time for it was such a cliche that in every movie, whatever girl he was with found out he was Batman, then wasn't yeah. around for the next movie. Now, I heard somewhere that there was like another draft of the script or a deleted scene where Poison Ivy actually kills Julie Madison, but they cut it out of the final cuts. That would have been way more interesting. Did they, do you know if they tried to get Kidman back for this one? I don't know what they would have done with Kidman. Like, where would mm. she have fit? Well, at least she would have looked better than the females who were in this movie. Yeah, and again, by then it was just such a cliche that whoever he was with was going to find out who he was. And that's what I thought was going to happen when I first saw this. I'm like, oh, yeah. Nope, I think she has, like, one more scene after this, or then that's it. Like, the, her showing the invitation means she's fine to do whatever she wants. Who's she talking to? Oh, wait, the audience, right? I wonder at what point, while they were filming this, or maybe just while they were writing it, Joel Schumacher was thinking to himself... Do you know what? This is going to be awful. I mean, okay, that's was there a point when he realized there was a point of no return? 
I don't think he really understood how bad it was really going to be. He thought this was a good movie. <coughs> well, to be fair, it did please us as 10, 11-year-olds. But it has gone down in history as one of the worst films of all time. What do you reckon is worse, Batman or Robin or Catwoman? Oh, God. I'd say this movie, Catwoman, just was eh. This one was ugh. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with you. Yeah, Catwoman, like, it was a, If you didn't know anything about Batman and you watched it, it wasn't necessarily a bad movie. It was just that um, it didn't follow anything that we know about Catwoman. I'm going to have to disagree. It was a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into that in, the, in, in her commentary, but yeah. The whole love story, and oh no, she wrote, I'm sorry, I'm a coffee cup, but yeah, that's enough mm. about another movie. Well, since we're doing Batman and Robin, we probably won't be uh, punished by doing Catwoman commentary as well. Yeah. <laughs> Although, if there's anybody out there who actually wants us to do a commentary for Catwoman, email us at podcast at the Batman Universe.net and we'll see what we can do. It's gonna have to be quite a few. They're gonna, they're gonna, <laughs> they're just gonna be entertained. Oh, wow, yeah. I've never been to any charity event, and given a yes, I'm not 30 years old and a billionaire, but I don't think I have ever even heard of a charity event where there's this kind of thing going on. I love how Batman and Robin show up to be. Protectors of the gems. There's also those stupid, uh, stupid, that stupid pink thing, pink gorilla thing that poison ivy wears. Yeah, looks ridiculous. Oh, Com- Commissioner Gordon's second scene of the movie. It's amazing how. The- <laughs> It's amazing how little clothes the women wear. And this was supposed to be kind of a kid's movie. It's also amazing how strong that gorilla is considering poison ivy's in it. Mm. It's just amazing how colourful the whole film is. I mean, considering the, you know where 89 came from, how did we end up with this? And we mentioned this in the Batman Begins one, but it just uh, watching this makes you more and more grateful for what Chris Nolan's done. <laughs> yep. And um, and also, yeah, Warner Brothers made a mistake in doing this film, but at least they created it themselves. Everyone just stares at the gorilla for no particular reason, and the music changes. It's amazing to me how she has pads on her hands so that she can blow that pheromone dust or whatever. That amuses me. I'm still disturbed by the fact that they're using this all as bait for Mr. Freeze, endangering the lives of everyone at the charity event. (laughs) Oh yeah, the love dust. God. (laughs) The funny thing is that stuff wouldn't would probably work on females as well. Yeah, that's but getting a bit, they would have had to address bit too, uh, something else. 
Yeah, a bit too sexy for a kids' film. <laughs> well, let, let, let's look at the females in the crowd and see if they're affected. I will say, right where she's standing here now, she actually does look like Poison Ivy from the comics, or, you know, her first appearance. She actually does, that costume kind of looks like her first appearance costume. Her face doesn't, but her costume does. Yeah, she's got the sort of the like eyebrow it. things and the leaves in her hair and stuff. Shiny. They also, they also play the poison course. ivy, poison ivy music while she sort of makes her first appearance. Uh, some of the girls in the crowd look a little perplexed. How can they not figure out who this is? They're <laughs> the dumbest detectives in the world. Pamela Isley, Poison Ivy. Hmm. Her hair's a bit Anything different. like... <sighs> yeah, it was like a yeah. James Bond intro. You already sprayed him. Because that comment right there was not inappropriate for a kid's movie. I don't see an earring, at least, on him. That we got the close-up yeah. on his ear. Yeah. My garden needs tending. Wow. from me, you, yeah. yeah. Let's not give away. Who's got, you know, millions of dollars to throw away? Oh, the Batman Forever MasterCard. Never leave the cave without it. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Oh, get it, ha, ha. Who wrote this? Isn't this, um, Josh. this charity event has been organized by Bruce Wayne. He's not <laughs> He's there. Not there. Oh. And, oh, and Batman's those... spending millions and millions. Oh, okay. Hey, so everyone who just got frozen by Mr. Freeze, you can all thank Batman because he used you all as bait. <laughs> let's yeah. hope that let's hope that you all live through this. Well, you just got to put him in hot water for a bit. It's not that hard. Yeah, but they don't yeah, because that won't know, do anything to their heart rate. Yeah, but then again, who has a uh, who has laser heat guns like Batman and Robin? I just gotta run a bath. What oh, is? Oh, did you catch that? That is. And when he threw the first, what did he throw? Actually, a cartoon sound. Oh, but is that neon frisbee that he threw? Why would they make frisbees in neon? <laughs> Joel Schumacher, less neon. Oh. 
Mr. Sleeve seems like he... Some of the actors just seem like they can fly at times. Like in the first scene with Batman and Freeze, it looked like Batman was just... He jumps and he jumps across the entire room. Jumping shoes. <laughs> she seems very I bored. I don't know what reminded me of this, but I was just thinking to myself... Do you... Does anybody remember those moonwalk boots? Yeah. Moon shoes. Were like, yeah, moon shoes. It was like you walk in them and you stand on a little platform that bounces because it's got rubber bands on it. So that when you walk, you actually kind of bounce. I don't know what reminded me of that. It might have been just you guys seeing jump boots. Uh, yeah, when, well, when I see Freeze and Batman jump like that, it reminds me of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. All the combat and stunts and You stuff have 11 minutes to thaw these people, or they'll die in is that, 11 minutes. Is that minutes. what you said? And whose fault will that be? Yeah, whose fault will that be if they die? Hmm. Hmm. Who decided to use them as bait? All he needs to do is leave Commissioner Gordon with a, uh, you know, a heat ray. He just leaves, and he says, you have 11 minutes to thaw these people. It's not, my, not like it's his responsibility. Be a snow globe just sitting around. It was the naked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, really big. It's like the oh, really, the really practical everywhere. architecture. <sighs> no. This is the architecture that's just sitting in the middle of the city. A giant man. Just ridiculous. Yeah. And I love the uh, the motorways that are about 100 feet up in the air with very few barriers. This is realistic. I love this part. Yeah, they the vehicles would... Vehicles happen to be able to drive around this naked man. It's... Very skillful driving. Great stunt drivers. That's got to be a reparent's dream. <laughs> Just disable the engine, remote control. Well, what's really cool, interesting is, okay, so he disables the engine. How in the world does Batman know that the, the motorcycle is not going to fall off the edge? Yeah. Yeah, it could have killed him right then and there. Oh, Teenage Rebellion. This movie has love, so much subtext. I love that. Ah. How was that car still in the air? Now, how okay. is it that the Batmobile does not smash into a thousand pieces if it's frozen? Or fall to the city and kill a bunch of people. How did Mr. Freeze's vehicle make it across that jump when it's heavier than the other lighter, smaller vehicles that didn't? <laughs> Somewhere a physicist is crying. Wait, wait, here's the Batmobile in one piece. No ice. They put it in the bathtub. And Batman just flies into Mr. Freeze.
And here we get the whole... Uh, we already had this scene, I'm sure, about half an hour ago, but we've got to have it again. Robin and Batman having an argument. We also had it in the last movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, the, you know That was a whole movie of them getting together and arguing. Yes, yeah, so Alfred, and he's a British butler, is, sorry. and his brother's how name is Wilf. Yeah. Of course. And how many times does Robin British. have to say? It's interesting how this disc is somehow... He's telling him the secret why, so when he dies, his brother comes and takes over for him? I don't get it. Maybe. Maybe it was a setup for the next film, because that was obviously going to happen. And well, no, that's what I thought. Obviously, going to be in charge. Well, what what I got out of that was that he thought he was going to die, so he was setting up his brother to take over. Because hmm. Bruce will just trust anybody, and he doesn't trust them to be by themselves. They, I, I suppose, they could have brought in Anne Harriet. <laughs> they would have had. Imagine who they would have gotten the player in, you know, in 1987. Probably Judy like Dance. Judy Dance. <laughs> Judy Dance. Yes, that would have been awesome. But no, no. That would have been casting. This is the 90s. They would have taken like a big name. Then they probably would have made her younger than Chris O'Donnell somehow, <laughs> even though she's supposed to be his aunt. <laughs> Or, like, a different ethnicity. <laughs> got, um, like, one of the Spice Girls to play her. <laughs> I could see them doing something where they get a big African-American lady to do it so they can have some comedic humor. Queen Latifah. Yeah, Queen Latifah. She just she's throwing out puns as fast as Mr. Freeze. <laughs> now the fact that they created it just a completely new character instead of going with Betty Kane or Barbara Gordon. I mean at the time there was no Cassandra Kane, so well, they weren't bothered about completely mutilating the character of Kane, so I don't think they'd be bothered yeah, about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, they kept the first name. And I think they were trying to get a bit more Alfred action going on in this film, so they thought they'd give him a niece. Yeah, you know, it just made even, it seem like, no offense to Michael Gow, but he's not really uh, a... I mean, he can act as a, in, a, in a very small supporting role, but honestly, when they give him more more opportunity, he doesn't really, like, no offense to him, but he really didn't take that opportunity and really use it to his advantage. Well, I mean, it's pretty weak material, to be fair, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, but Alfred's meant to be a secondary character, and I mean, in Batman 89, I think Michael Goff was outstanding, just with his small moments. You don't need to give him a lot. That's not how refrigerators work, by the way. Den, it's not going to be generating the cold air for him. Any I mean, come on. They gotta know how a refrigerator works. 
obviously the restart research department got their fundings cut. Oh, what clever acting on Arnold's part right here. <laughs> you really believe that Arnold can't breathe. And if that's the cold zone, why aren't the cops freezing right now? Wouldn't the cops be cold? <laughs> like the henchmen were? I have to admit, when you do revisit this film, if you're in the right mood, it can be quite a laugh to watch. You have to be prepared oh, yeah, to watch some really... Yeah. I mean, it's so bad, it's good. That's the sort of thing you're talking about. I'm sorry, but Arkham Asylum cells are probably not that big in, like, a real asylum. I always find oh. it funny how... Why would the the cell be so big? It's bigger than a hotel. And it only needs to have the cold bit. Yeah. Even the uh, graffitis and neon. Yeah, I think this Turkish bath is also in Lego Batman as well. Is it in neon? Yeah, a lot of Bird and Schumacher... Oh, wow. And the gang members are wearing neon paint. It's the gang members from it, Batman Forever. Is it the same gang or just similar? I think it's just similar. It looks the same. Yeah, they probably didn't get the same actors. But it's just like, you know, oh, well, we had a neon gang in the last film, so let's just do it again. I don't understand why she talks like that. A certain homie chart. I think that's what Joel Schumacher thinks is a sexy voice. Well, uh, I could get into personal stuff about Joel Schumacher, but I won't. But oh, go on. If you know certain, if you know certain things about Joel Joel Schumacher's in a life, a lot of the things in this movie will start to make sense, and that's as far as I'm going to go with it. No, please go on. Go ahead. Really? We won't, t- we won't tell anyone. Okay, well, no offense to anybody out there, but isn't Joel Schumacher gay? He might be. I, 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 I remember reading something was. about I'm pretty, I'm pretty him. Sure he is. I remember reading something that he consulted with. It was either a son, or it might have been a nephew or something, about what they thought of these films, and like, you know, what do you want to see in a Batman film? But now I think about it, it might have been his nephew. don't think it was a son. So he may well have been gay. Do you think that? Well, that's I don't think his sub would, would say neon everywhere and colors and big naked men holding up buildings. But he also Unless did Lost Boys. And you don't have any um, ugly Betty. Yeah, but in the films like Lost Boys, you know, you don't see neon and giant statues and that. The problem is you don't know how much was his and how much was not his. That's the problem. The yeah. animation is, I just have to say, yeah. this animation is horrible. An animation, yeah, especially if you, rush, if you rush animation, it'll end up looking horrible like this. Okay, if plants can grow that fast with her magic, well, I mean, become a her and you'll make a fortune. Or, you know, go to like the, one the of those barren st- waste countries. The entire city could be you know, a, become same, a rainforest in like a couple of days at this rate. Go to Tunisia. Go to a place where they're struggling. 
Oh, here's Julie Madison's second scene, and I believe her final one. We've been yeah. going out for a really long time now. You've only just met. Even though two years. I want to spend my life. Yeah. The only other thing I think I've seen L L McPherson in is uh, was she in Friends for a bit with uh, Joey in Friends? I think. I think she. I think she was. I think she's one of Joey's she was pretty revolving door girlfriends. I think she's 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 more of a model than an actress, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Julie Madison's comics was that she was always telling Bruce to get off his butt and do something in her life, or that she was going to break off their engagements. And he's like, "Oh, she doesn't know that I'm Batman, but I'm not going to tell her." So, Which do you see a lot stupid. of the uh, the history of Julie Madison in this character here? Talking well, I mean, she wants to clearly researched um, all the comics. There's not really too much, you know, history to her. She just, you know, was engaged and wanted him to settle down. And the only difference here is that they're not engaged, but she's still trying to get him to, you know, make a family or whatever. What's really super interesting about this is that she's like, I want to settle down. Just think about it. Here's some food for thought. I'm going to start making out with you. Like, she... <laughs> Wants to get with him just because, and she, or well, I should rephrase it. It's not that she loves him, it's that she can use her looks and her, I guess, sex appeal to try to get to him. And I think that, I think that was her last movie. That she's, uh, well, yeah. I mean, they brought her back in the comics years later, and actually, this is kind of funny. You know what they did with her? First, they made her an actress, and then they made her princess of a European country. I kid you not. Really? Yeah. Her origin's tied to Clayface, but yeah, uh, they made her princess of a European country in the 70s. See, I think this scene right here, the biker scene, could have been completely taken out and it would not have mattered. Look at those wigs. Is this Amadeus? <laughs> and the but it, it's like they're not gangs. They're like it's a costume party. Each gang has like a different costume or wig. <sighs> I'm waiting for Michael Jackson. Is that oh, Snoop Dogg? LL Cool J, another person. Oh, okay. LL Cool J. Coolio, Coolio. Cool, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Really? I forgot. Who wasn't in this? I'm one? waiting for Michael Jackson to show up into the middle of this scene and start dancing it with all of them. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh, his his helmet is a little red robin. It's very clever. Yeah, I think you're right about is that, this scene, that, Dustin. Is, that, is mean, that a kid or a midget, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> what do we learn at the end of this scene? There's nothing really, is there? It's just a bit of action. Uh, it's action, and then we find out that we are we know Barbara knows basically, that Dick knows. Right. And it basically is, I guess, establishes that. Barbara knows the motorcycle. That way, when she becomes Batgirl, there's like, oh, well, it sort of makes Doesn't, sense. Does she end up lying about the, 
don't we find out the fact that she hasn't been at university in England and she's been doing bike races all her life or something? Something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Actually, then that would make that luxury comment a little make a little more sense. Although, where did she get the blazer? Oh, yeah. She could have went to Axford at one point. Even the city streets are so many colors. I forgot about Coolio being in the movie. He's in everything. Green fire. Green fire. Can somebody There's a a lot of that in this film. There's also green lightning sometimes. (sighs) What reality is this? Oh, there are more green fire. Looks like uh, that little ditch where the guy crashed. Looks like where they did the racing grease. <laughs> yeah. Except it was daytime and everything was pretty bland colors, and there was no green fire. No one is driving on these roads at any point. It's amazing how nobody sees them. There's no interaction with anybody but the people who are involved with the race. <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna say anything this time. Again, improbable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that helmet, if that could break someone's windshield and cause a massive car pile up. <laughs> Why did you take the time to take off your helmet? Yeah. It's amazing how strong they are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so she's an orphan too and he wouldn't understand about the pain there's so much subtext in this movie (laughs) because really everyone's the same okay she got kicked out of Oxford Oxridge I mean because they couldn't have dismal life of servitude You know, it's not like Alfred's a slave, but, you know... Yeah, exactly. He, 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 he could quit, and he's paid well enough that if he wanted to quit, he could go away somewhere. Alfred probably has more money saved up in his bank account than she can get from these bike races. Mm. How does she know he's... and they don't? Especially if you, judging by when she showed up at the doorstep, you got the impression that they hadn't spoken in a while. Why is Bruce walking around in that road? 
I think you're being a bit harsh there. It is his house, he can walk around wherever he likes. <laughs> yeah, but it, we if, have to pick if, apart everything. If it's in a Nolan movie, we'd be like, yes, that's that makes sense. If it's in Schumacher, <laughs> no. <laughs> Look at those clouds. And even his nails are painted. Jail. He's wearing jail clothes. Something's work, and I I know Arkham's different. I know that this isn't the only time when Arkham's been betrayed like this, but just kind of bothers me. I think we've mentioned here's before. Another, here, wait, wait, here's another uh, wonderful, interesting character that was thrown in. The body or uh, the one of the guards, the guy on the left, is Jesse the Body Ventura. The governor of Minnesota. Ex-professional wrestler. The guy on the left. Yeah. Well, he's a top yeah, what else actor. is new? Get as many celebrities as you can. I know, um... We've mentioned before in Arkham Asylum, whenever they show it in films, it'd be quite cool to see some of the other villains like they do in the animated series occasionally. And uh, there's a moment here where you see one of the criminal property lockers or something, and you get to see Riddler's uh, outfit and Two-Face's outfit from the previous film. But nothing else, I don't think. Well, because, I mean... Window. Yeah, yeah, there's the Riddler's outfit, but... I mean, I guess what would they do? Have the Penguin's outfit and Catwoman's? I mean, that wouldn't have really worked. And no. Schumacher films didn't really do that much referencing of the Burden films. No, they, was, they kept pretty separate. But it would have been cool to see, like, uh, something to do with the Joker or... Scarecrow mask or something like that. Scarecrow hasn't even been in this continuity yet. No, not at all. But it would just be a nice little treat for anyone who notices it. Yeah. Also, the, but... what's one thing that's really interesting is that um, I really find it interesting how the tips of her fingers are painted. Yeah, and they're gloves. Paint on the gloves. A laundry service that delivers. You know, for a guy whose wife is dying, he's awfully chipper and making lots of jokes. Yeah. I mean, that's what the animated series did so well. I mean, Mr. Freeze had one concern. It's his wife. And everything else was secondary, and he was very professional about how he went about things, because he just wanted to save his wife. And before that point in the animated series, Mr. Freeze was pretty much a at one point by the Joker in the span of like two pages. You know, he was just treated like a joke. Mm. They revived him, you know, like a few years later. 
And then once, you know, this movie and the animated series did the dead wife thing, they're like, hey, we should use that. You hear what they wound up doing with his wife in the comics afterwards? No. They brought her back in the Batgirl series with the Lazarus pit and, like, made her into some, like, weird villain. And and she's... And that's how she is at the moment, is she? Some weird villain? And as of a few... As of about a year or two ago, yeah. Mm. I hope Mr. Bane can swim. I also find it extremely interesting how he can freeze the water pipes and that can cause the wall to explode, but the Batmobile can be covered in ice and nothing happened to it. There's so many inconsistencies. Alfred, well, when you well, got to write a script, when you got to write a script really, really quickly, I think you probably overlooked some of these things. I find that interesting that somehow Alfred has seen every of all of the best doctors, and Bruce has no clue that he's sick until now. Well, um, wow. Apparently, the guy, by the way, who wrote the screenplay for this movie, Av Akiva Goldsman, his name is currently being attached to a Teen Titans possible screenplay. Uh, I don't believe that. I mean, like, I'm sure it's one of those many rumors. What a movie! Right, that or footage, a TV show. that footage right there, where like all their heads are turning towards the camera. That that spells '60s TV show right there. Yeah, it actually means that the, the surveillance camera is right in their face. What you were saying about Teen Titans is that a Teen Titan, a Teen Titans film, a possible movie. Yeah, I mean, it could just be a rumor, but wow. Yeah. Well, Chris O'Donnell would be excellent as uh, coming back as Dick Grayson. Oh. Yeah, they kind of just gave him Nightwing's costume here. Yeah. And just, you know, changed the colors. It's amazing how Batman knew exactly where that switch was to get into that room, but yet he's dumb enough to realize, not to realize until that picture's shown, that Batman is actually not, or uh, that Poison Ivy wasn't Poison Ivy until he saw that picture. He's like, oh, this must be the same people. Yeah. Sometimes he's a genius. And George Clooney, just in general, I mean, he just doesn't look right at all. Because Mr. Freeze, you know, would not would not want Poison Ivy to get the diamond so he could rescue his own wife. Because he's not emotionally attached to her at all. No, he's going to trust a supervillain that he met about five minutes ago. 
<laughs> you know, he's not vested enough in this that he wants hands on. Because let's see, who would be better equipped to take on a whole room of, you know, cops, you know, old men? My lungs are freezing. Yeah, because that's what the first thing you would say. You'd vocalize what was going on, of course. <laughs> Instead of just screaming. Whoa. There's enough Gotham police tape scattered around that room. Oh, okay, yeah, this was in the... I remember this from Lego Batman. Wow. I'm kind of getting a Batman 89 vibe here with the little chemical vats or ice cream vats and the walkway. Mm. Ice cream. It's funny how the vats are actually shaped like ice cream cones. That's amusing. <laughs> wow. He doesn't disguise his voice at all. What has Poison Ivy done that makes her? Yeah. Ironically enough. Do you think the line that um, Poison Ivy says about coming with a Bane action figure, do you think that's something Joel Schumacher might have included just to spite the toy makers? It might have been. I think he just thought it was clever. That it was punny. Certainly not clever. <laughs> Alright, there's an ice cream. In, instead of the AC having like different number temperatures, it's just two buttons heat and cold. <laughs> Why would you have it's a heat button in an ice that cream? cold factory? made icicles. It made icicles, and yet the icicles would have to be formed by water. Where did all the water come from to create the icicles? How many times does she need to spray them? I don't understand why she just doesn't do more than what she's saying. She just keeps talking to them. Bane punched the snowman. Chris <laughs> O'Donnell did say it right. Have you... <laughs> professional Batman Robin 
let's yeah. fight over some random chick and then throw one of them into a vat of ice cream or syrup. That sounds some, like, just like something Batman would do. <laughs> Chuck his part into a vat of ice cream. Now he's going to the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember a while ago, Josh, we talked about the um, we talked about the Batman and Robin breakup. I love how yes. Gordon says, "How did they get away?" As if his his police force wasn't at fault at all. <laughs> yeah. There's glitter on the floor. To get out, Poison Ivy and Mister Freeze must have gone upstairs. There were about twenty, twenty-five policemen upstairs, and Gordon blames Batman. And I mean, it's fully understandable, Batman. I mean, he had—he was forced to chuck his t- partner into the ice cream. she have like horn buns in her hair I know and stupid sunglasses on her hair gets uh, crazier and crazier towards the end of the film yeah up and then crumbles off his face. CGI is just outstanding in this film. Why not kill all of Gotham? Um, That's a great thought concept. Yeah. Just out of interest, guys, uh, since we were saying we quite enjoy it, well, we think we enjoyed this film when we first saw it about 10, 12 years old. Do you know any kids that are 10 or 12 years old who have watched this film recently and enjoyed it? Or was it just a film of its time? You know, it's funny. There was one kid who I was babysitting at my house, and I have the, the Netflix instant watch, and I had to get ready and do some stuff, so I just stuck a random movie on there from the Netflix instant watch and it was Batman and Robin he watched the first 10 minutes and was bored kid is 11 yeah wow that I looks fake the, I think the kids are going to be they require a little bit more uh, thought into what's made nowadays than it was when we were kids that, that looks so fake that plant oh my god Adam and evil. Yeah, my wife just died, but yeah, let's go ahead and, you know, repopulate the world together. (laughs) (laughs) And now he has a heart monitor in his room. Well, at least that can be explained by the doctor.
Chris O'Donnell does look a lot older in this film. Well, he was pretty old in the last movie, too. I mean, he's meant to be playing a 18, 20-year-old, isn't he? Something like that. Let's see how old he is. Yep. He's nearly 40 now. Wow. So he was about, yeah, about 30 when this when he was playing Robin. I find it interesting that, you know, Robin is super ticked off at Batman, and then all of a sudden they are having a nice friendly discussion about Alfred, and then all of a sudden it turns bad again. It's like, what happened to the whole, I'm working solo? Okay, well then why are you still living in his house? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get out of my house. <laughs> what are you still doing here? <laughs> he, he got showered off from all that ice cream real quickly. <laughs> uh. Says you should have been. They should have done the whole scene. Right, you want to go solo then? Okay, give me back your costume. Give me back your bike. Get out of my back cave. Uh, okay, off you go then. does look like he's going to die. Yeah. And you wouldn't be able to tell that the uh, two of them are related. <laughs> Alfred's old enough to be her grandfather. Why is the observatory being held up by a big naked man? Because Joel Mecca. Joel Macker? Joel Schumacher thinks it looks good. Joel Macker. Okay, and I'm sorry. Wow, that telescope. Do I really need to go any further about the telescope and what it looks like? I have to say, it's extremely interesting that... Okay, there's a couple things I find interesting. One, this entire movie is charity events or... Reveal of projects or reveal of different things that Bruce Wayne has done. Do this, does this city not have anything except for what Bruce Wayne does? How does he have money? And, okay, here's another interesting thing. Julia Madison got ticked off at Bruce Wayne, and yet she's still on his arm. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess that wasn't her last scene in the movie. I guess this would have been the scene had they left it in the movie where uh, Poison Ivy would have killed her. Or not, I don't know. And isn't Commissioner Gordon married? Didn't we see his wife in the first movie? Yeah, we did, yeah. It's amazing how that key is the way it is. It's a big key. Why is she needing to blow more stuff? Yeah, how many doses does she really... He's giving... You the key. 
Poor old Pat Hingle. What a terrible final role for Batman, I mean. Yeah. I mean, what a way to use Commissioner Gordon. It's just awful. Yeah, they didn't even give him a daughter. They made her Alfred's niece instead. Yeah. Even, you know, even that, that doesn't bother me so much because in my mind, like, you know, the whole who's under the Batgirl mask thing isn't as important, you know. It's not, like, as iconic. Yeah. I mean, you know, let them make up a character. I don't care. reason why Cassandra came was created was because uh, I read somewhere that the DC editor said that after the Batman and Robin movie came out the like executives told them alright now you need to have a Batgirl in the comics well I don't think that's right because it didn't No Man's Land happen before this movie no No Man's Land was two years later this was 97 this film wasn't it oh that's right yeah. No Man's Land was like 99 so it, it, it's weird when you think about it, but it's, we owe Cassandra Cain's character to uh, Barbara Wilson. If this movie was being made today, he'd give her a USB flash drive. Look, it's a <laughs> it's a Mac from 1997. I love how it tracks the tries. I also find it interesting how she is using passwords that are associated with Bruce Wayne as if Alfred, she's convinced that Alfred doesn't want to be a slave or whatever, and she's using names as if, why would he pick the name unless he's been brainwashed? and she seems to despise Bruce Wayne because of what she's doing to Alfred but the moment she finds the Batcave all of a sudden oh yeah I'd like to become Batgirl <laughs> the costume was different in the toy than it was in the you know movie like she had a full mask on the toy but I heard that they realized that they couldn't do that for the movie but they couldn't change the toy in time I've never known of a film suffer so much because of the uh, toy industry before. You know, I gotta tell you, I'm a little creeped out Dory, but uh, my friend when I was in, you know fifth grade or whatever grade I was when this came out, Chris he uh, he stole my Batgirl toy and I don't know why <laughs> and I'm a little disturbed <laughs> Are you still in touch with him? No No uh. <laughs> Find him on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I, we can, I looked, we can find out actually, for you. What, what you I looked out of curiosity. I was like, I wonder how he turned out. And the picture that I saw pretty much told me, yep, that's what I would have expected. <laughs> it was a guy holding up a Batgirl toy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Linking it or something. <laughs> You know, I know that they had to have the whole emotional arc with Alfred dying, but those scenes, in my opinion, really slowed up. Well, they were awful. England's the password, of two course. Two hours long, and it didn't need to be maybe an. It could, it could have been trimmed down to an hour and a half. 
Well, here's the other crazy thing. Alfred uses his sister's name as his password. Access allowed. <laughs> It's amazing how she's got like a smile on her face and then she's like <gasps> when she sees the logo and then all of a sudden she goes back to her smile. Yeah. Go ahead. Give us the exposition, Arnold. He always calls Bane Mr. Bane. He also, uh... Well, that's not always true. He did call him Meatloaf once. <laughs> it looks like, um... George Clooney there is just standing in front of a big TV screen. And it's operated by diamonds. Of course it is. How else would the movie have an ending? <laughs> How many telescopes have you seen operated by diamonds? Those scientists are really bad actors. Oh, those are the people that are in every single Joel Shoemaker movie. Oh yeah, yeah. they were they yeah. were the executives in the last one. Yep. What were they doing in the last one? They were the Remember executives they, they, at Wayne Enterprises. Yeah. Oh, do they just have a chat with him with Edward Nigma? Yep. Yeah. They just, like, follow Bruce for, like, one scene. I never got the point of those things. Why does he need to place little light brights on the ground? <laughs> Fireworks. Yeah, and just in case you're an idiot, Bane goes, bomb. Oh. <laughs> Well, I guess I am an idiot because I didn't know what those were for. <laughs> That's what the line's there for. Thank you, Bane. Dear Lord. <laughs> that whole line about Sunday finest, what is he going on about? Tonight hell freezes over, so Gotham is hell. Apparently. Oh. For me not. Okay, no, the environment does not change that fast. <laughs> no, no intruder alerts, intruder alerts. How did she, she must have known the password. 
Yeah, it looks like she came from below, like where the mm, Batmobile is. Garage. Neon. It's like there's a proper nightclub in the Batcave. I don't understand why everything opened up. He expected. He programmed his Bane algorithm. What? No. <laughs> that's not. Batman that's, uses that's the f- you notice that? Yeah. That's the future technology there. Eventually you'll be able to download your brain algorithms like into your own computer. Oh, there we go. Suit See, up. I'm okay with that butt shot. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> wow! <laughs> they couldn't do nipples on the boobs like they could with the boys, though. Wait, so why did he even? Why did they even need the police keys? Why couldn't she just make her own signal lights? Yeah, yeah. If she if she was just gonna put it over there. She just wanted the spotlight, so she didn't have to go find one. Mm. Yeah. And I'm sure Bane could have smashed his way through even if they didn't have the key to the door. Yeah. I mean, he smashed through Arkham Asylum. I'm sure he could yeah. get through the door. Well, they had to make Commissioner Gordon look like an idiot because this movie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, even even the water. It's, yeah. What's up with all the sort of curtains as he walks in? Well, they gotta have something with plants, otherwise, oh. it makes, what would make sense? Okay, that everyone jump. remember. Oh. Everyone remember that she, that she was sitting in the flower when he walked in, because that's going to become important. She's sitting in the flower, safe and sound. Remember that. No, no uh, digestion or eating or anything going on there. Exactly. How about Slippery Wow? There's so many, like, innuendos in this movie, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, in- it's actually funny, because it's rated PG-13 for strong stylized action and some innuendos. Nowadays, this movie would be rated, like, pg just out of interest, what is poison? What's Poison Ivy's plan to avoid being frozen with the rest of Gotham? Uh, I guess she's going to join Mister Freeze when the time's right. Right, or just hide in her plant. <laughs> Rubber lips. See, rather than push him into the water, just grab him and kiss him, and then he's dead. Or kiss him on another poison. Poison him another area. And Batman is absolutely useless in this scene. I heard that for showing off his butt. (laughs) Yeah.
It's Batgirl. In America, do you say compost, not compost? Uh, we say compost. Yeah, yeah. Compost. We say compost. Most of the time, they just call manure. <laughs> or mulch. Mulch would be a better one, but I guess they used that one earlier. <laughs> That's a really bad cause, like mask, because you can tell by the voice and the face that that's Alicia Silverstone. Mm. Uh, Robin's been under that water for quite some time. Yeah. He's coming for little breaths. Yeah, so, like I said, I mean, Batgirl's the only one that fights her, and one fan somewhere said that that's the only reason why they thought Batgirl was in the movie, to get someone to fight Poison Ivy. I wouldn't go that far, though. By the way, there's a moment there where uh, Poison Ivy says, well, admits to killing Lady Freeze. Someone apparently films that, but Robin's underwater, Batman's up in the trees, and Batgirl's in the middle of a fight and hasn't got the camera out. Joel Schumacher. Just saying... Well, I'm just saying, when it comes back up again. <laughs> and there's that plane. Oh, yeah. Who, who, who talks like that as I told Lady Freeze when I pulled Oh, the, no. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, weren't you safe in there before? Now it's um, dangerous? Yeah. It's uh, had a change of heart. It doesn't like her anymore because it tried to kill Robin. How did Robin suddenly get out? They never showed him <laughs> with a blade. Bat person or bat woman. <laughs> I love the way she says, Bruce, it's me, Barbara, as if we didn't realize that. Oh, oh I found the bat cave. Oh, we're going to have to. Oh, they're so. Although uh, Batman didn't manage to figure out who Pamela Risley was, so he probably wouldn't be able to manage Batgirl. Eventually. <laughs> oh, you, you see that? Mr. Freeze has a light, a neon light that actually shines into his mouth. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> Shouldn't they have evacuated the city by now? Or at least tried to? You would think so, but, you know, this is Gotham. Nothing like that actually <laughs> happens. Yeah. I find it interesting how everybody, everybody freezes. Yeah, I mean, if if including I was told... The dog, including the dog peeing the dog, the fire hydrant. Yeah, I mean, if I was told... I mean, everyone must know Mr. Freezer's got this gun. I wouldn't be out going to the shops or anything like that. I think I'd uh, try and drive as far away as possible, but some of these people are just hanging out on the streets. I just find it super interesting how <clears throat> all of the, uh, you know, he can aim this gun. It can get a building and destroy the entire city, but at the same time, he can aim it at specific things. How does he cover the entire city if he can only aim it at specific things? Yeah, he can't rotate it, can he? Yeah. <laughs> so if Batman just approaches from the other side, there's no chance of being shot by the gun. Here's what's really dumb. What was the point of uh, Batgirl changing her costume? Well, actually, no, I forgot. They all changed their costumes. They've all gone back like to the Batcave. By the way, um, that climate, that's great that he's freezing and everything, but the climate would sustain itself. It would have ended, the ice would melt. 
Unless you have something keeping it that cold. I'm assuming. Yeah. So do you reckon with these suits, um, Alfred actually thought, do you know what? When we have, whenever we face someone who you know can make stuff really cold, uh, I'll just do all of your suits, but with a slightly different colour design, just to make it look <laughs> a bit more stylish out there. It's... Oh, it's yeah, that because that, that makes sense. What's even more funny is that, okay, Batgirl jumps off the motorcycle, jumps onto Robin's whatever thing, and then she jumps back on the motorcycle as it's still upright. Hmm. Well, Batman just managed to deflect an ice beam somehow. Surely it should just make his, you know, his wing of his car go icy, but apparently not. Apparently you can deflect ice. I'm learning a lot of new stuff about physics from this film. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> my science teacher never taught me any of this. <laughs> she has a mask underneath her mask. <laughs> if you notice her back roll batarang thing, grapple gun, whatever you want to call it, it actually looks exactly like what Batman used in Batman Forever. I don't like it when the movies, you know, have them wear excessive costumes. It was okay in 89 and Returns when he just had the one costume and the iconic costume. But to just, you know, yeah, just to get into some silver outfits just because it, you know, it looks good. I mean, what's the point? Because they haven't even mentioned, oh, you know, we'll get extra protection against ice or, or anything like that. They're just wearing a slight, you know, a different silver outfit for no reason. I find these heat guns so amazing. They can melt ice, but they are not going to damage the actual device. <laughs> As if the ice wouldn't have damaged the device. Oh, man. Oh. I love the way uh, Arnie managed to sneak up on them. Look at his teeth and his tongue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but Arnie, Arnie is enormous. He's bright blue. And he makes puns all the time throughout this film. And he managed to sneak up on all three of them. caught that but that keyboard the keys were all weird yeah i i noticed that what were they in english or well they were in english but it had like a in the top line it almost looked like the letters like i just happened to see the letters that like spelled arnold but they were completely out of a normal qwerty keyboard by the way when this movie came out that part i got you no i got you all the girls loved that part hmm that was her one-upping the boy showing that you know girls can Girl kick power. butt too yeah well you mentioned Girl the power. Spice Girls earlier yeah that would have been about the same time period 1997 actually year one of the Spice Ma- Girls would have been a good pick for Batgirl year of the Macarena Macarena <laughs> <laughs> it'll be interesting because I've actually been keeping track to see how long like they said eight minutes until 
Gotham is, or all the people in Gotham are dead. I've actually been keeping track to see how long, to see if it actually takes longer Probably. for them to show the eight minutes. How did they know where they were going to be? That's a pretty big mountain, or whatever the observatory's on. Like, it's a mountain one minute and part of the regular city another. So, have we had anything positive to say aside from, wow, Alicia Silverstone's hot? I don't think so. <laughs> uh. oh. I'm kind of just waiting for this to be over. Yeah. <laughs> this is still fun, though, making fun of the bad stuff. <laughs> that's, what it's, that's what this one's for, really. Oh, and Bane went out like a wimp. And it doesn't even look like his hose was, hose was even attached. It was just like a little tap of the hose and it all fell out. Yeah. Pretty weak. It reminds me of and I, don't, I don't think we see him again, do we? I don't think so. It reminds me of Power Rangers when all you had to do like, to fight the putties was push their Zs and they'd self-destruct, but it would still be like a 20-minute fight sequence. And this thing with Bane, <laughs> all that they would have had to have done all along is kick a little tube without any effort. The heat is... He is- Oh. Do 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 do. They should have put that song in. <laughs> About ten years too late. <laughs> oh, it's amazing how a minute just went past, but in reality it was two minutes. Oh come on! I think that was what everyone's thinking when they watch this film at the end. This whole fi- final sequence is just awful, and everyone's like, "Ugh, Stick it's not even fun anymore." Like, well, please, not- just let this get over with. <laughs> Why doesn't he save them? So that they don't fall. So we've got, to st- we've still got to deal with the bombs. We've got to deal with McGregor's syndrome. We've got to deal with Alfred. Uh, There's yeah, too many that's... subplots to tie up. Yeah, I mean, at least that's why they cut out most of the Julie Madison stuff, I guess. Cause... We've got to deal with Mr. Freeze and his wife. Yeah, we have no idea where Julie Madison is. Yeah, I guess she's dead. <laughs> she or frozen. she's the princess of a European country. Yeah, or is she waiting to get? Yeah, maybe that she got married at the end of the film. And it's amazing how the last time we saw Freeze heat up or not be in his cool zone, he freaked out, and he's not. That's not going to happen now. Wow, that really expensive telescope is uh, going to get damaged. Amazing how that telescope is just easily falling through. It's like um, must have millions of uh, dollars of diamonds on it. Yeah. Exactly the same music as Batman Forever. Yep. At least they don't have that security guard from Batman Forever hanging on with them. Oh, my glasses! Oh, that guy. <laughs> oh, my glasses are burning. Help. I love the way that guy points out the complete obvious. It's boiling acid. Yes, yeah. 
God, if they would have brought him back for this movie as like a... He's Thank just going to leave Batman. him. Batman, I'm going to leave you down. We'll be good down here. Nobody knows we're here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll probably die, you know, because we can't make the climb back up. <laughs> we don't have any access to the outside world, but it's okay. Oh, wow. That was an awesome landing. They've also got... Yes, and uh and Batgirl as well apparently. Well he's like we're just gonna take a computer genius. I'm on it, even though I grew up in a circus and I've never mentioned I'm a computer genius till now. Yeah, and Batgirl's a biker chick. Yeah, but uh in an alternate universe she's Oracle. And has a different last name. Okay, at this point, we're looking at um, a total of nine minutes have passed since they first said eight minutes until Gotham's dead. So Gotham should be dead. Yeah. <laughs> Batman should have failed. Success! Success! <laughs> success! Success! Yeah, no one's going to have a heart attack from their heart rate all of a sudden moving or... Hey, it's Gary Oldman. Was you know, that Gary Oldman? Uh, it looked like him. No, it didn't <laughs> look like him, but it wasn't. What else is really funny is how the vehicles have icicles that go sideways. Yeah. I think that uh, Batman and Robin and Batgirl have actually got silver eye makeup. So they actually went <laughs> they back to the Batcave, took off their black eye makeup, put on silver eye makeup, then put on their new suits. I love how the guy in the street below like had to finish his transaction before like he, he before he like, you know, paid attention to the fact that the whole world had changed. See now why isn't Freeze dead? You know, it's funny because in the first Mr. Freeze story, Mr. Zero, it that's kinda how it ended. He's like, Oh, I can never be around a room that's over fifty degrees or whatever it was in the first story. Like it eventually changed, but and then, like, at the end, when they take him outside, he's like, wait, Batman, I can't be away from the cold or I'll die. He's like, wait a second, I'm alive. I'm cured. Okay. The end. Yeah. And obviously it wasn't the end, but... By the way, we just had the bit with Poison Ivy oh, being filmed wait. by apparently no one. Wait, so they found her and restored her. When would they have time to do that? After the fight with Poison Ivy and then changing into silver makeup. After they uh, after they fell into the ice cream. (laughs) No, but they did. They know that she was dead. That because I I get the impression that they found out after uh, after the poison ivy fight. I I guess after the ice cream thing, that could have worked too. There's nothing that they say to contradict it. But even still, why wouldn't you tell him before then too? Why don't you do a newscast? Hey, Mister Freeze, your wife's alive. We found her. (laughs) Yeah, they could have prevented the entire thing. Okay, when I watched that this part of the movie when I was a kid, I did not understand this. He said, "And save the life of the man that your wife once loved." And I'm sitting here thinking, "What are they talking about? Alfred loved <laughs> to freeze his wife?" <laughs> Take two of these. Has, it's convenient how he has those right there. The, the medicine is neon. <laughs> 
He's got medicine for McGregor syndrome. Just yeah, just, <laughs> he carries it around. <laughs> and neon. Take two of these and call me in the morning. Ha ha! Even when he's on his deathbed, he's being punny. The neon stuff uh, it doesn't look like it's safe. <laughs> I wouldn't put that into my bloodstream. <laughs> yeah, how he, yeah. How does he know he's not? He's not just tricking him. Well, Alfred's going to die anyway. Might as well try. Okay, you're going to make out now or what? Stop staring at each other. It's amazing. Wow, it turns the whole thing into the. It's amazing how this stuff is neon, and all it does is just make a light shine. When Alfred wakes up, he's gonna have neon <laughs> eyes and neon teeth. <laughs> what? Do so they change back? Into he's their gonna own have to wear the Mister Freeze suit. What? No. Why is Robin wearing the costume that he <laughs> wore before? Why is he wearing the costume? Yeah, nobody else is wearing a costume but Robin. No, but it's not only that, but it's the costume that he, that he that he wasn't wearing for the fight. So he went back yeah. to the Batcave, changed into a different <laughs> costume, and back. went upstairs. <laughs> now this right here doesn't make any sense. Why would Poison Ivy be killing a plant? Also, I thought she got eaten in the big plant. Yeah, apparently not. She must oh. have just got captured. But now she's eating the plant. Doesn't that take lots of diamonds to power? Wouldn't it be more economical to put him in? Yeah, why would they let Why space. would they let them room together? Yeah, not only were they rooming together, but why is Freeze allowed to be in his suit? Yeah. Came home. They ordered a pizza. Look at the mess. Look at that costumes on the floor. Look at the mess that's been made. And Alfred's just been ill for like a day or two, and they've already made a huge <laughs> mess. <laughs> Alfred, hey, you're Alfred, glad you're good. Now you can clean up. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a bat costume on the floor. How did that happen? <laughs> it's like, oh, I hope nothing happens now that. Uh... I find it interesting how she's reading a book. Yeah. Alfred, we just need to check and your eyes. they all wake eyes. up, they all we wake up and they don't look like they've been sleeping at all. Mm. Alfred, we just need to check your eyes and mouth for Neon. I figured you could handle it. Also, I was a little busy trying to fight Mr. Freeze. Yeah, let's forget about the fact that Alfred just woke up. Now let's argue about who did more in the fights. <laughs> oh, no. You know, I can only imagine what would have happened if they would have made another movie. I was just going to say, I can't wait for Batman Triumphant, was it going to be? Yeah, it was Batman it was Triumphant. That was Scarecrow was going to be the villain. Oh. We're, We're going, going to need a bigger cave. 
There's going to be Judy Dench as Aunt Harriet and the Scarecrow coming in. There's an alternate universe out there somewhere in this like vast reality where Batman Triumphant was made instead of Batman Begins. <laughs> yeah, and those people probably I... shot themselves. And it just like or Batman Triumphant won an Oscar. Because so everyone in that universe, that... Batman and Robin would have won an Oscar. <laughs> in that universe, everyone's a bl- uh, blithering idiot, and the whole world's filled with neon. Yeah. Anyway, thank right. God that's Jeeps. over with. Jeeps. Yeah. We made it, and hopefully you guys made it too. It's just as bad as I remember it. I have to say, one good thing did come of this movie. This is a. This actually got me into Batman. It made me start collecting Batman comics. The first Batman comics that I ever got was Toys R Us was doing a promotion for this movie where I had, or whatever. Those. I had those. Yeah, you got like the first like appearance books and they had uh, yeah. Detective Comics 38, the first appearance of Robin, and then they had whatever comic was the first appearance of Mr. Freeze, a.k.a. Mr. Zero, and then they had Barbara Gordon's first comic. Because I guess they weren't sure whether to do Betty Kane or Barbara Gordon, so they're like, well, do the one with the same first name. What's interesting is that or I had those books, too. It was convenient because my birthday fell right around the same time the movie was right before the movie was being released, so they had all of the stuff. So it worked out perfectly. So a good majority of my stuff that I got that year for my birthday was, uh, well, the stuff that I bought with my birthday money was Batman and Robin stuff. But anyway, overall feelings of the movie, I'm sure anybody who's listening at this point can pretty much tell that we do not like this, but any last thoughts? Yeah. Credit, to any li- credit to anyone who is still listening at this point and has sat through it with us. Well done. And uh, I'm sure it'll be a long, long time before you ever see this film again, if ever. Yeah, I haven't seen this in... Except I showed the first 10 minutes to that kid I was babysitting. I haven't seen this in years. And I, I, I at one point, this was my favorite movie, I'm ashamed to say. And now it's the well, opposite. Well, my last thought is that I cannot imagine wanting to watch this anymore. I had to watch this actually about three months ago, trying to get prepped for getting some of the movie history done for the website. And that was enough. And then after I figured out I was going to have to do the commentary, I was just like, oh my god, this is going to suck. Oh, by the way, if you're, if you're still watching the film credits, uh, you should be hearing Gotham City about now, which is a top quality <laughs> Oh my song. god! Why did you remind us? <laughs> no! Is it R. Kelly? Yep, R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. R. Kelly, before oh, Trapped in the Closet. Justice. Alright, so I think that's going to be it. We're not going to sit here through the entire credits. Um, that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, make sure you're listening next week for Batman Begins movie commentary. And make sure you're listening to the Batman Universe comic podcast and the Batman Universe podcast as they come out every single week. Um, if you want to email us, email us at podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net. Let us know your feelings. If you disagree with anything that we said, which... I'm doubting there's anybody out there, but you never know. There might be somebody. Um, Let us know, and we'll get back to you. So, for for this time, this is Dustin. This is Nick. 
You got Josh. You've been listening to the Batman Universe Specials. We'll see you guys next time. Tune in tomorrow. Same bat time.